Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. The following is a fourth-hand production. There can be only one. Never mind that. Welcome to the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host, Juan. I know that was a mouthful. But join us while we talk about a variety of things. Life, business, maybe some conspiracy theories, who knows? Just sit back and enjoy the ride. We're going to answer all your lifelong questions. Like, is it okay to shave your balls with the same machine you use on your face? I don't know. Anyways, follow us on social media, Instagram at the one on one podcast. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, where you can catch our weekly episodes. See you soon. What's up, freaks? Welcome back to another episode of What the Suck. This is James. Yo, it's your boy Chris. What up? <laughs> Today, we are going to be discussing the movie Prophecy. Not the one that I know of with the Christopher Walken. Not Christopher Walken. This as is Gabriel. Ni- this is a 1979 right. American science fiction horror film directed by John Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter. And written by David Seltzer. Yes, I did that on purpose. Is Frankenheimer. Yeah. Stars Heimer. Robert Foxworth, Talia, Adrian Balboa Shire, and Armand Asante. Ooh, Armand Asante. Yeah. Urr. Set in the Androscoggin or the Ossipi River, the film follows an environmental agent and his wife filing a report on a paper mill in the river, not knowing that the paper mill's waste made a local bear mutate, causing the bear to run amuck in the wilderness. Yes. This sounds absolutely shitty. I'm going to tell you what, though. When I was a kid, the commercial for this movie was fucking things of nightmares. Scared the hell I out mean, of me, it huh? scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it, it looks like crap. I like mean, total it, crap. Of course it does. The monster looks foolish yeah. and all that. But, I mean, this movie literally, I mean, when I saw that, I couldn't sleep when I saw that stupid commercial. Of course, yeah. I was like 10. Oh, actually, okay. was it 79? No, I was actually older than that. Damn, 79? What, what? But. Man, I was six months from but, becoming. I was, 
I was six months from being born. You weren't even birthed. No, I wasn't even birthed. I was still oh. in my in my mama's tummy. Yep. So yeah, that's a uh but like I said, this thing literally when I was a kid scared the hell out of me. And that I didn't even see the movie. All I see was just a commercial. Just a trailer. Oh, just shit. a trailer. Scaring Damn. the hell out of me. Well now it's gonna scare you for a whole different reason. Yep. Well, let's run it down here. It is directed by John Frankenheimer. Produced by Robert L. Rosen, which we've seen him on some other movies. Yes, we have. Uh, Written by David Seltzer, starring Robert Foxworth, Talia Yo Adrian Shire, (laughs) and Armand Asante, as we previously said. Yes. Music by Leonard Roseman, who we've also had in previous movies. Cinematography by Harry Stradling Jr. Stradling Jr.? That don't sound right. Edited by Tom Rolfe and distributed by Paramount Pictures. Oh, man. Paramount. Big old Paramount. Release date of June 15th, 1979. With a running time of one. one, (laughs) Staying in. (sighs) Staying in. Damn it. Just say it. With a running time of 102, probably going to be very painful minutes. Unfortunately, we try not to go this long, but damn it. I have been wanting to do this movie for, for the seventies like for months now. Yeah, for months. It's been a Sorry, while. I got my whiskey. Uh, it has a it had a budget of twelve million dollars, which is pretty hefty for seventy nine, mm-hmm. and it actually made twenty two point seven million in the box office. Almost double back. Now, now we about we to have, fuck some shit up. We got a rotten tomato score. Rotten tomato score. Let's see what the tomato meter says. It. Oh lord. Out of 15 uh, reviewer ratings, it has got a lousy 27%. That's actually better than some we've seen. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. And has an audience score of 36% with 3,745 ratings. Ah, damn. That's that's still pretty fucking low, though. But what is it all about, you say? Let's find out. The synopsis reads as such. Prophecy is a contemporary story of stark terror. Robert Foxworth, I just went right went right through stark terror like no, Not no like, well, uh, who cares? Uh, nah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Foxworth and Talia Shire star as an idealistic doctor and his wife, who at the rest at, at the recipe at the recipe at the recipe <laughs> at of the a request friend. of a concerned friend traveled to Maine to research the impact of the lumber industry on the local environment. Oh, this sounds boring as shit already. Yeah, fuck all Holy that regulation shit. shit. Government regulation. Damn, government. They begin to investigate a succession of mysterious and terrifying events, ecological freaks of nature like myself. Ah, oh, damn, including, I was going to say that. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> including fish that grow many times their normal size. What the fuck's wrong with that? Well, that that's good eats. And a series of bizarre and grisly human deaths. Oh, that's not so nah, good. Hey. That's not so good. But it's good for us because at least we'll have something to watch. Yes, deaths on screen. Veteran suspense director John Frankenheimer manages to present Prophecy. It's all caps. Yeah. So, as a monster movie, as well as a suspenseful tale about deadly forces which result from the pollution of our environment. Oh, great. They've been bitching about the environment since, yeah, I guess they have since the hippie days. Since before that. Yeah. I mean, this is a damn ecological movie, man. And and here is something for you eco-freaks out there and you, you, uh, you know, your environmental enthusiasts. 
Mount St. Helens in one day when it exploded back in 1980 blew more carbon dioxide into the air than all of mankind since the beginning of recorded history. So eat that, bitches. Also, uh, cow farts are more dangerous to the environment than humans are, so fuck cows. <laughs> That's why I eat them, bitches. That's right. Um, yeah, I think I think this is a movie that uh, Al Gore watches when he wants to jack off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, so every, an inconvenient truth. Yeah, every time right. I see the name John Frankenheimer, I either think John Frankenstein or John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, because his name is my name too. That's right. That's right. It. Well, anyway, what do you say we get rolling with this motherfucker? I'm excited. I have not seen this. Good. So I'm excited to see this pile of shit. I've seen it maybe once or twice all the way through, but it has been forever. Okay, but the damn commercial. Is everything, and I'm not going. I'm not going to talk about it now because it'll ruin it. But we'll yeah, get through it in the review. Don't ruin it for me now. But damn, don't ruin it for me now. All right, cool. Let's do this. It is not the offspring of witchcraft or Satan. It was created by man. It will grow to be 15 feet tall. It will have huge eyes, webbed hands, hooked claws. It will walk upright. And it will mindlessly, mercilessly kill every living thing it meets. Prophecy. Well, well, well. Man, this one man, man. actually didn't disappoint for me. I not, mean, not too bad. Uh, a little bit better than most. <laughs> better than we've had lately, for yeah, sure. Definitely, yeah. yes. Um, not enough creature, though. Not enough creature. No, not for me anyway. Well, he, he, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, Our story begins, of course, where else but the woods. Middle of the night. Absolutely in the middle Dark of the night. Dark as fuck. Why, I don't know. Apparently these six, four or five bozos with a couple of hunting dogs. I think there's like three search and rescue guys. Like with, with out two, there in the uh, forest. Two to- best hounds. Tooling along. Um, Look this is what? right off know. the bat. We have no idea at the moment. Uh, they're hauling ass, yeah. following the dog's lead, Don't know and run straight to the edge of this cliff. And one of the dogs just sails right the fuck Jumps off. Jumps right off the motherfucker. And he's swinging on the rope. And they're like, oh, shit. So they go to reel the dog in, and all of a sudden something grabs the rope. You don't hear any, any noise. You don't see anything. Uh, you don't see nothing, but something like grabs the rope, pulls real hard, and the rope slips to the guy's hand. And Dog's gone. Bam, gone. Okay, cardinal sin committed in thirty seconds. Now, yeah, not know. even not even a minute. This motherfucker and they kill the damn dog. That's, that ain't right. Nope. Uh, so, justly so, one of them goes down after the dog. He gets fucked up. Yep. Then another one. After seeing, after hearing the guy scream and the rope flying around, he says. Why not? I'll go on down there. What the hell? <laughs> I'd be like, fuck him. I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, 
goes down there as well, ends up fucked up. As a matter of fact, he, he goes to climb down, falls off his rope, breaks his back on the rocks or something like that. Because, I mean, he hit and gets whacked by yeah. this fucking thing, which you don't see. You know, of course, you can't see the monster just yet. No. Uh, so we we basically open with three killings right off the bat. They kill the whole, he kills the whole search and rescue team. Yeah, three and dudes unfortunately, one of the dogs and a dog. So yeah, um, unfortunately. So, so we've got dead bodies everywhere within you know within a couple of minutes of being in yeah. here, which is awesome. And then we get classical fucking music. Yeah, but the music. Yeah, let's let's, <laughs> let's let's point out that in this movie. We've had more deaths in the first five minutes than we had the last three movies combined. That is Total. true. That Total. is true. That so is true. We're already off on the right foot. Well, of course, we're in the 70s now where they'll actually learn to start killing motherfuckers on film. You know? we, were, we were in the 70s before and it still didn't kill as many motherfuckers. Well, what is hilarious, then we get a scene of where they explain it. The sheriff and everything talks about the dog. You know, um, Are you, you're jumping way ahead. I ain't jumping too far ahead. Yeah, nobody care about, about the... no. Never, nobody care about no orchestra. Yeah, we talking about the. <laughs> well, that's the introduction of the uh, the wife, which is a stupid introduction. I mean, who gives a yeah. shit? But then we introduced to the doctor who is paying a house visit in the ghetto. Yes, he is, and he is like the whitest motherfucker he on the planet. Looks like a saltine cracker. He does. He he's Gordon Lightfoot looking motherfucker. Yeah. Bob Ross combination. Yeah, Bob Ross. Uh, apparently. He's in there taking care of a young baby who'd been mm-hmm. bitten by something. By rats. And got yanked the fuck out yep. of what he was doing to get drug off into the forest to evaluate environmental conditions. And I'm sitting there going, he's a medical doctor and she's a damn cello player, but yet they yank him up and take him into the forest. Yeah. You know? Because uh, ain't no ain't no need in filling in the story. That's no. basically what happens. That's what happens, yeah. Because... They're about thirty minutes of this fucking. Movie. Oh my god! It's nothing but setup. It's um, innuendos. It is uh, stereotypes. It is. I mean, twenty five minutes in, we finally meet the uh, Native American tribe, and yeah. one of them is Armand Desante, who is not Native yeah. American. So they, you know, so they film the first thirty minutes. You know, of course, is uh, underlying messages about you know the evils There's of whitey. So many, you know? so many messages about how whitey is a bad man. <laughs> Whitey gonna bring you down. Whitey's killing the environment. Yep, bastard. And then we get, like I said, we get introduced to the uh, the Native Americans for the first time. Yep. And they are confronted by, you know, Armand de Sante. Yeah, Armand Armand de Sante, Spanish guy playing an Indian. Yes, yeah, so they're they're taking okay. back to like the fifties and thirties when they did this shit. Yeah. <laughs> when they would put non ethnic yes. actors in ethnic roles. Yes. And pretty damn funny. But I'm sitting there going, okay. So they have a confrontation with him. Uh, he gets into a axe and chainsaw yeah, fight. Yeah, axe and chainsaw. one of the local boys. And I'm sitting there going, you're holding a chainsaw out of this guy's throat. I mean, it's just, it was an unnecessary confrontation. But they're trying to protect their forest. I get it. Uh, so ends up, yes, badass, mean whitey. But you know, win, it, wins the day, and they go back into the woods. You hear chainsaw and axe fight. You think it's going to be cool? It is not that cool. It's it is, not cool. It's dumb and boring as shit. No, it is. Yeah. it is boring as shit. Moving on, next fucking scene because that sucked. <laughs> I basically call that, you know, more evil whitey because that's yeah, all that is. More evil whitey. Um, so out of nowhere, we're all of a sudden reach a calm after all this conflict and hate. Yeah. Now they're on the damn shoreline in this cabin. 
Uh, she's inside practicing her cello in the middle of the fucking forest, and he's outside fishing. Fishing, just like a man. All of a sudden, he, I mean, he's just like a, a man, such a man. Always out there fishing when the wife's at home doing <laughs> doing work. Now I will say this: the photography is gorgeous. Oh, this, the this, yeah, the, the scenery location in this is great. movie in the location yeah. is beautiful. But we don't give a fuck about that right now. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> So he's out there fishing. You see him hooking it in, and, and you're, this guy is like he's got a 400-pound marlin, right. you know, on the deck of a boat, and he's struggling. But we got like a little eight-inch little uh, salmon, yeah, or a little trout little that trout he's fishing fish, out yeah. of the lake, mm-hmm. and he's struggling thing. with it. And he reels it in, and just as he gets it in, you see some bubbles come up off the port, and you're like, "What there's, the hell?" There's a duck over he there. Looks he looks around. There was a duck. Yeah, there was so a duck. Said, there was a duck. All of a sudden, shoom. Duck is gone. Gone. You're like, what the hell? And then this damn eight foot long salmon jumps out of the fucking fucking huge salmon. So that begins to make the juices flow in this Gives guy's the brain because he's because he's yeah. brought up here to investigate the impacts of these of the lumber industry and this mill that's in the area and all this crap. And see what's going on. And that gives so, uh, the audience the introduction to the idea that there are mutations going on in this forest. That is true. And when we get to the dinner scene that night, he's cooking said fish. That he caught. <laughs> yeah. And she eats some and all this other shit, which comes into play later. Yeah. Um, so they eat the fish and all this, and they hear this racket outside the front door. And they're like, what in the fuck oh, is yeah. that? <laughs> so they go outside and this raccoon is like convulsing on the front porch but and it looks like it's dying yeah you know like holy shit you know but man this motherfucker goes crazy nuts i mean i love it i, I love it when animals attack humans <laughs> i fucking love it because they deserve it crawls up the dude Starts tearing him up, but he doesn't do. He throws the damn raccoon off, and it lands on his fucking wife. And starts attacking the wife. Yeah, it lands so on. It funny. lands on poor Talia, and she's over there struggling with it and fighting it. He gets this paddle or something, and he slings it into the fire. And he burns the motherfucking raccoon. He burns the raccoon. You sorry, Bob Ross, Gordon Lightfoot looking motherfucker. It's probably a rabid raccoon. Yeah, you can't yeah. let that live. Unfortunately, it's it's rabid. Well, they end up testing it. You know, they, they go and they confront the mill owner and they're bitching at him and saying all this shit. Mm-hmm. And, they act, and the mill owner basically calls him out and says, you know what? You go down there. You test the damn water. Go, go ahead. Go that motherfucker, bitch. Go, go on, bitch. Go, motherfucker. So he does. He goes and tests the water and he finds out that there's mercury. Mercury. So you see him in there with a 1970-something-odd cassette recorder. Yeah. Doing a dissertation. On saying, fucking you know, water. on the water and, and the plant, and he's talking to, and then she comes in and she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, here, listen to this. And instead of actually telling her himself, he plays himself on tape to explain to her that the water's all fucked yeah. up. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, that's just fucking dumb as shit. I'm like, just tell her. But that ends quickly, thank God, because it's boring and stupid. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of lulls in this movie. Yeah, so we, we are... We are we are fifty six minutes into this motherfucker. Okay. Yes, we've had three deaths, which is great. I mean, that's great. It's At least we than, had some deaths right off deaths. the bat, but then we get put on. Oh, it's it's just fifty six minutes. Uh, but okay, so actually fifty three minutes. Fifty three <laughs> minutes of fucking environmental. Hey, Whitey's a bad guy. Yeah, this and this is grand. This nonsense. is forty fucking years ago. Yeah. this movie. You know, it's in about forty damn years ago. So it's born as shit. 
But thank God. The scene that to this day I will never forget because as a kid, this is what they played on the trailer when they played on TV. You hear the huffing and you hear the heartbeat. We, we got to set this up first. So do I, while this is going on, there's other scenes of this dad and his two kids yep. who are out hiking in the forest. Trekking through the woods. Yeah, and then they get to this campsite and they put up camp for the night. Big fucking mistake. Yep. <laughs> and the motherfucker little kid is sleeping outside, not in a tent. Nope. The the the, the well, daughter sleeping out underneath the stars is the way to do it in right. a lot of in a lot of ways. But not in this Granted. forest. Uh yeah, but not in this forest. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's like leaving a tray of you know that's like leaving a tray of appetizers out in front of me. You know, it's like, hey. That's well, like that's like diving in the water where Jaws is at. Now this scene is short but effective. Too I short. fucking loved it. It's kind of weird, though. We're finally introduced to at least a small shot of the creature. Yes. Because what it is, it shows the campfire. It's all quiet. Campfire is going, and you see the shadow move in. This is what I saw when I was a kid on TV, Uh because it actually showed this. And, man, I'm going to tell you what. For a 12-year-old, it was bone-chilling. You know, but all of a sudden, here it goes. He grabs the dad, kills the fucking dad. Mm -hmm. The sister screams. She gets tore up. And then the son gets up in his banana yellow bag. And this is the scene. He zips it all up to his this head. This was the shit. Zipped all the way up to his face. That's right. He gets up and he tries to hop the fuck away. Yeah. And this bear backhands his ass and sends him <laughs> flying into this fucking boulder. And it explodes. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous It explodes thing. in a big old giant okay. puff of feathers, man. Yeah. He explodes. There's no blood. None. He explodes into literally two pillows worth of fucking feathers. <laughs> he goes up. You see it? And all of a sudden the bag just hits the ground limp. And then it fucking just cuts right there. Yep. You see nothing else. I'm That's like, it. what the fuck? I want to see what happened more. I want to see nope. why he, he why he went from being a boy to being Howard Duck when yep. he hit that fucking rock. And they, he wiped out this family in like 15 seconds of if screen that. time. Yeah. I mean, it was that fast. Yeah. I mean, growl, kill, growl, kill, hop, 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 smack, splat, I over mean, with. He's giving Jason Voorhees run for his money. Yeah. So then, after that, unfortunately, we get about another 20 minutes more or so of evil whitey this, evil whitey that. Yeah, the, it sucks that the kills are so far in between in this fucking movie. Yeah, it, it really does. And, you know, the, the the sheriff comes to harass the Indians yet again because they, they, they basically think the Indians are killing all these people that are disappearing, right. which is complete horse shit, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, they, they suspect them. So, yeah, they go to harass him, and Armand uh-huh. hauls ass. Right. He runs the fuck off, and that's it. It's 20 minutes of bullshit. So then, for no reason, where'd the chopper come from? Well, they brought a chopper in. They go, a chopper, chopper come the in. They get so, to the chopper. <laughs> get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Go. Go. You, go now. Run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, anyway, apparently they're going to investigate the area because they were told that a family died. That's why they came to harass the Indians because they found And I don't even know how they found them, but they did. The doctor's not a goddamn crime scene unit investigator. He's He's a fucking medical doctor. He's a medical doctor, but yet he, like, does all this other shit. Yeah, so why why are they taking his dumb ass over there, fucking Bob Ross motherfucker? So they... (laughs) 
Because he's going to paint us some little happy mountains. Oh, want to put something over here and a little something. Little and we're going to put us a tree right here yeah. in the foreground. A happy tree and a happy cloud. Oh, look, let's put <laughs> let's put it next to the happy tree. Let's put a mutated killer bear. That's right. Yeah. And we're going to put some dead bodies. Yeah, we're going to put some dead bodies. We're going to put another dead body. Yeah. A little yeah. blood over here. See, a little Ross. effect. Yeah. And I smoke weed all the time. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob. That's right. We love you, Bob. Well, anyway, that's what they do. They go to investigate the the, uh, the scene of the death of the family. They land. They go in there. And apparently they've got these little stick things with tape around them where right. all the bodies were found. There's, there's a big storm and going on right now. There's rain and all kinds of shit going on. shit. And then they hear this literally fucking the, Sorry, racket. the worst time to do an investigation. Sorry oh, to cut absolutely. you off. Absolutely. Literally the worst time to do an investigation. Absolutely. All the evidence is fucking is running off into the fucking lake. Yep. But then they discover <clears throat> the actual size of the creature that they're dealing with. Because he's oh, looking yeah. at this tree and he sees some scratches and then they look up and then they see scratches that are probably about... Like 10 foot high. 10 to 14 feet in the yeah. air. I mean, way the fuck up there. I mean, we're talking Kodiak bear size. My first reaction was the Bigfoot. Yep. <laughs> Bigfoot. That's also when uh, Armand Sante comes back. Yep. Comes sneaking in there and they are in the woods and they, of course, they're in the fucking woods. Where else they going to be, motherfucker? <laughs> in this movie, whole damn thing's in the woods. Yeah. Well, they hear this racket, mm-hmm. this little screechy sound. So they go down the river. And they discover one dead and one live, very mutated little bear cub. Yeah, it's. it's I guess it's it's a, it's a bear it's a cub cool combination of things because yeah. the thing's got talons like a fucking uh, raptor. Looks, I mean, I mean, they're just like three nasty ass claws. Looks like that one dude from uh, RoboCop at the end when he gets mutated. Yes. Yeah, it looks like when that he gets dude. hit with a toxic waste. Yeah, you know, Emil like, fucked up. Yeah, that's right. Well, they gather up both of them. They take the dead one and they take the live one. Mm-hmm. Why you do that? It's stupid because the little thing's like a fucking homing beacon to the monster. That's right. Have y'all seen Lost World Dress Park? Stupid. Well, anyway, they take this little motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> and they head back to the. Um, the little Indian camp where the grandfather is. Which, by the way, speaking of stereotypes, oh, the fucking God, camp yes. is three goddamn teepees. It's three teepees, three, yes. The typical teepees you see used all the time. It Not, looks like Camp Watonga. I yeah. get it. You know, out in the forest. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what, teepees are badass. Yeah. They I, are I, fucking I, yeah. badass. But yes. I mean, I'm sitting there going. You this, got three teepees and you got a fucking Spanish Native American. This would never make it through today's censorship and, and, and editing process. It'd be like, no, got to take that. No, no, yeah. no. You so, racist motherfuckers, stop. If you like reverse whitewashing. I mean, hell, half of them had headbands around their heads and stuff like that. They were, oh, my gosh. They were, they were being very stereotypical with it. Uh, yeah. They just kept talking but, about their casinos and shit when yeah. they shut up. Well, they get the little fucker back there. And the, uh, you know, Bob Ross calls to... Armand or whoever the fuck it is. Yeah. Actually, not Armand because he can't go see the cops. Right. But he, he sends somebody to go get the police and a photographer uh-huh. to come and take a picture of this little bastard. So, who else shows up? But, of course, Evil Whitey, the mill manager, yep. and uh, the sheriff. And they go in the tent to look and see said little mutant bear. And out of nowhere, of course, this thing is making noise the whole fucking oh, time. Oh, yeah, it's crying. Uh, and bears... Have good, great hearing, you know. So, yeah, this thing is a bear. Mm-hmm. It's mutated as fuck. But anyway, yeah. it shows up out of nowhere and just absolutely wreaks Rawr! fucking havoc. Kills like four or five evil white motherfuckers. Without, without <laughs> like, blinking and shit. Like like Star Trek red shirt extras. I mean, yeah. it just wipes them the fuck out. Yeah. And uh, so they dive down in the hole 
And what's hilarious, they, oh, they yes. dive in a hole, but then you see it grab a you see it grab a cub. Yep, the, the dead one, I believe yeah. it was. Uh-huh. They have the live one in, down in the hole with them. They go mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah, it's like the tunnels are shit, and you think the thing's gone. So this guy, what does he do? Let's grab a flashlight and peek out and peek out the fucking hole. So I think it's gone. Let me look. What happens, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker gets jacked. Like he should. I mean, and and what's funny is it is it like mangles. It doesn't eat, it doesn't bite, it doesn't rip. Well it, it does rip because yeah. when he comes down his head looks like it was smashed. Right. And it's got three huge long scratch marks to it. Oh yeah. Good blood effect. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Too bad you know, yeah. the effects in this movie are not that bad. It's pretty damn good. Next morning, these bozos decide to hike on out so they've got an injured guy in a, in a hammock mm-hmm. so they're hiking out for it and first of all hiking through what they're going through right now is hard enough with nothing right but yeah but yet they're hauling this dude on a stretcher and they're going along doing their business and out of nowhere for no reason a separate scene cuts in when you're like what the hell uh-huh and it's old evil white middle owner he's by <laughs> himself for no reason he took off for just took the fuck off. Yeah. He runs into Mama Bear. Oh, yeah. And starts to haul ass. And it looks like he's going to check on a radar station or something. I don't know what the fuck he's doing up there. He sees the dead cub. Mm-hmm. Starts to flip out. And here comes Mama. And the typical struggle to get, you know. He's, he's, trying, he's, he's running, trying, to get, trying to get away from the motherfucker. Yeah, he's trying to get inside <laughs> where that radar tower is because there's like a fence around it. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't make it. He don't make it. No. Nope. He he does all the stupid mistakes that everybody makes in a horror movie when you're trying to run from something that's wanting to kill you. Yeah. He finally figures out, hey, the bottom's got enough room, so he tries to wiggle under this fence. No. Nope. Doesn't make it. Doesn't make it. Mama gets him. He's, she, he he's gets, gone. He gets bit. Doesn't show him die. He just shows him scream, but that's the last you see of evil white man. It's just, it's unfortunate. Evil it's, white mill man. It's an off, <laughs> off-screen death, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. The next scene, we get these guys... Uh, all of our, uh, you know, you know, Bob and the main characters and and Adrian and all them, yeah. Get back, and they climb into this jeep. They 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 show up at this place and they uh, here comes Armand running, saying, "Hey man, I found this thing. It's like a tank. We can drive it through this, that, and the yep. other. It's like an old jeep. Yeah, they make it sound like some badass thing, and it's a pretty good looking old thing. So they climb in this shit, and they've got Hammock Boy tied to the side. Yeah, <laughs> and they're tra- I'm sitting there going, "What is he fucking bait?" What are you- <laughs> What is this, a mash? He, he's a distraction. If the bear comes, just cut him loose and we'll haul ass. It's like a mash helicopter. Uh, and they're going, and they're driving in the day, and then split second, scene change, and it's pitch fucking black pitch outside. fucking black. They don't know what's going on. They turn on the headlight. Actually, they got the headlights on, but they turn on this huge spotlight, and they start looking. And, of course, it's insufficient lighting. Yeah, of course. And here comes Mama. Of course, because they've got the little still motherfucker. Got, they got the bear. Still got the little baby in the car. It's hollering, making racket. Here comes Mama. And this big, bad tank of a Jeep, she comes out, and she backslaps it, and just knocks it the fuck over. Yeah, like, like it's nothing. Knocks it over like it's nothing. Leaves poor hammock boy outside, and oh, we can't forget the baby bear learns. Hey, human blood tastes good. Oh yeah, latches Latched onto on Adrian's Adrian. neck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't kill her, but fucks her up pretty good. So she jump. They jump in the fucking lake. You know, they they get away. Of course, it takes. You know, you know, hammock boy's dead. 
you know, or, right. or stretcher boy, whatever yeah. you want to fucking call him. Yeah. Takes his head clean off. So I guess that's the first dismemberment you really see. You don't see any other real dismemberment. No. Takes his ass out. So everybody jumps in the fucking lake and starts to swim. Except Grandpa. The old Indian chief standing there, turns around and starts hollering at him like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Yep. You know, kind of tell him, hey, you know, you know, because they think of him as a protector. Right. Because he kills all the evil whiteies that come in the forest. Uh, so they turn around to see Grandpa being basically gnarled by, by this, this fucking thing. fucking bear, yeah. Uh, stood up. I mean, he was like in his mouth and he's shaking him like a rag doll and shit. Uh, you know, far away kill, but it's okay because I'm sure it's a dummy. Um, so, so what is that like? Uh, nine deaths now? Uh, something like that. We've actually got some good deaths yeah, in this movie. Three, three guys, the family. But what three the family. fuck is up with this lake? I'm guessing this is all the methyl mercury that's in the uh, fucking water that's yeah. disfiguring all these, because the whole lake is covered with a cool fog. Yeah, makes for a cool scene. And but yeah, and then they ruin it. Oh, yeah. At least this part, because the bear starts to come across the fucking lake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, stupid. Just walking like, like Jason like Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. Just walking. Deeper, deeper, deeper. And goes under the water. Goes under the water, and they say, oh, it drowned, it drowned. I'm like, you stupid motherfuckers. They're sitting on the dock. They make it across, but they're not. They're just sitting there. They're just watching it, yeah. And then you start saying, bloop. Blue. You see these fucking bubbles and shit. Bears passing like gas. Like farting in a bathtub. Bears passing gas. That's right. And uh, we actually get, at this point, because everybody's wet, thank God, we get a yeah. little tiny, wet t-shirt tiny contest. bit of a wet t-shirt contest here yeah. with this good-looking young Indian lady. Nice. Native American. Okay. On Onward we go. Onward we go. Passing titties. <laughs> well, anyway... So bear pops the, up. The bear pops the fuck up. Has, has said, surprise, tra- bitches. He traversed the whole fucking lake underwater. That's right. So it goes back to what they said about the creature earlier in the movie. It is like a part of all things. So apparently this motherfucker's got gills. Yeah. <laughs> so He's got everything. Away. Yeah. And they're sitting there watching the bubbles approach, and they're just sitting there on this fucking dock. They're not moving. And then in like... 30 seconds, they managed to completely barricade a cabin. Yeah, like, like easily. And the bear is like right there on the shore. Yeah. But they, they easily barricade the cabin. But to no avail, nope. the guy tries to load up a rifle. It only has two fucking bullets. Only two bullets. Two bullets. Yep. He makes good use of them, though. This bear, with one swipe, completely annihilates one like half a, of this fucking a cabin. whole fucking wall. I mean, just bam. Yeah. So he pops him once. The bear screeches. Goes down, comes back up, screeches again, and then Armand turns loose on him. With a bow and arrow. With a bow and arrow. Because he's Native American, by the way. And then he gets fucked up. I'm surprised. Of course, he wasn't really a big star back then. He no. was just, he was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, he gets jack slapped, and See, he the, did. The bear took him out because he was, he was a Spanish dude trying to play Native American. Like, look. <laughs> Don't be fucking with my people. That's right, you perpetrator. I'm, I'm going to take you ass out. You taste like tortillas. I'm going to take you, your ass out. You fake ass fuck. Be breathing, right. motherfucker. Took him out. And then finally, finally, this bear grabs this fuck, grabs Bob up. Bob Ross. And he has a fucking arrow in his head. So he starts stabbing this motherfucker. 
uh-huh. in his hand, not his fucking head, but an arrow in his head. <laughs> well, anyway, he starts stabbing his fuck and managed to get him in the eyes. Right. Blood gushes everywhere. Good blood effects. Again, it doesn't look fake. Yeah. But it looks like he's popping big bloody nasty zits because oh, shit's yeah. flying all over him. Well, the bear goes down in the water and it's like, Ugh. I mean, he just goes down out of nowhere. It's and like then he jumps the on him, stabs him like 12, 15 more fucking times. Right. And then you get a hard cut after it's all said and done to a plane. And they're on the plane. A beautiful, sunshiny plane with light music playing. And we get the Adrian Balboa uh, reenactment of the Rocky II coma (laughs) scene. Coma scene when she wakes up. Laying in the plane, just, oh, laying there, waking up. And the plane's flying up. And then you get this stupid, stupid stupid-ass foreground monster pops up. I don't even know what the fuck it looks like. We tried to freeze frame on it and look at it. It looks more like. Looks like a, it actually looks like a fish with fangs. Yeah. It doesn't look like a bear or anything like it's that. It's like a horse head with but fangs. But yeah, it's it's something else. But yeah, so so you're you're seeing the plane fly over and you're seeing and you're thinking that the the creature's dead and and Adrian Bob Ross from the plane <laughs> and it's it's all sunny and bright and then it's it cuts to the exterior and you see the plane flying over some trees and you're watching it disappear in the distance and you're like, "Oh, okay, it's the ending." And they do that then, fucking jump scare thing where the rarf. the creature comes right up out of out of nowhere and right into the fucking face of the camera, and just right in camera. It's like, gotcha, bitches. Yeah, it's like, oh okay. no, I was so scared. You but got then, me. yay, credits roll, movies over, done. Chris, my friend, yeah, what is your evaluation of this fine motion picture, sir? Man, I don't know. <laughs> 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 no, uh, the creature effects were cool. Uh, the bear was really neat looking. Um, it's a great costume, a great mix of special effects. Uh, the story was was dumb as hell. Uh, the script wasn't too bad, but it was so fucking heavy handed with the damn environmental message. Yeah, like I said, th- this is this is the uh, um, Al Gore's jerk off movie. <laughs> uh, the acting was was decent for what it was. I mean, you know. Yep. It wasn't. It didn't require anything like special, so it didn't get anything special. It got yep. exactly what it needed. Um, the location was fantastic. Cinematography was beautiful. Um, again, I think it all goes to there's a. This is the highest kill count on screen that we've had in like the last five movies altogether. Yeah. yeah. Um, you had you had cool blood effects, you had cool creature effects, but the rest of the movie was boring as shit. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one a four. A four. A four, yeah. Damn, that's a little harsh. Yeah, it's it, it's just, it's not, as much as I want it to be saved by the creature, there's not enough of it, as we said. You don't, I got you. You don't, you don't get enough, and when you do see the creature in a more full frame, it's usually hidden by shadows or mist on the lake like we saw before. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, the only, the, the, the clearest image you get of it is that very end last shot. Yeah. And it's only the face. When it's dying. All right, and it's only the right side of the face. You don't yeah. see all of it. So you don't get to see the entire majesty of the of the bear in complete light. All you see is in like dark and shadows. So it kind of kills yeah. it for me. There's not enough of it. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of what the mercury was doing to this area because we saw one quick glimpse of a giant fish. I mean, quick glimpse, mm-hmm. and it's more of a, of a forced perspective type of special effect. Um, you see. You know, you got the rabid raccoons, which just can happen anywhere. That's not really Mercury reason. Yeah. But uh, you've got the two bear cubs, and you've got the big bear. And that's really all you see as far yeah, as what the Mercury did, And we did get like a 12-pound a tadpole. 
at oh, one point. Oh, that's right. You see it for like we did. a split second. A split second, flipping this thing. Oh, it's a tadpole. Yeah. But, but you, it's, it's it's cool in that like split second you see it, but then they don't show it again. I'm like, what the fuck? I want to see more. <laughs> like, I want to see more giant creatures. You want to see more fucked up, crazy yeah. looking animals running see, around the forest. I think if I'd seen more of the impact that the mercury had on this area, I would have felt more for the story. Since they were force feeding their environmental impact bullshit on us, right, right. for an hour and a half, it yeah. would have been nice to see more stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, the the story between Bob Ross and Adrian Balbo was boring as shit. Yeah. Uh, Armando Sante wasn't used very well. I mean, <laughs> I just it, it was uh, so yeah, so I'm giving it a 4. Okay. What about you, bud? It's fair. Okay, well for me, nostalgia kicks in for me because okay. like I said, from my childhood, this is one of the movies I remember the most mainly because of that fucking commercial. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, as a matter of fact, I might even go get that trailer and put it in the feed. Yeah, you got to. You know, the week before. Yeah, you have you know, to. You know, I'm going to have to because Absolutely. I talk about that. That's what made the whole damn thing for me. Now, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There was way too much dead time in this movie. Oh, my gosh. That they could, so have, much they could have chopped 30 minutes off of this movie and made it so much better. Oh, yeah. And stop shoving the environment shit down your throat. I don't mind if they, if they give it to us. But I, like, I, a little bit of a message is fine, but it yeah. was like pounded into us for 40 minutes straight before they even got to any of the creature stuff, really. Like, um, you, you know, know after a, the initial kills. A better movie that had a giant creature that was also a message about environmentalism was Lake Placid. Yes. Much better. But that was freaking awesome. Yeah. But see, do it do it like that. It's so much better that way as opposed That's to right. how they did it here. Go on. But anyway, I love the blood effects. They were good for which ones there were. The scars, you know, the you know, when they when he would actually get a hold of somebody and mangle them. Yeah. They had good, you know, the claw marks, the blood, everything was good. The claw. Um uh, I liked the creature. There were a couple scenes when it was running. It shouldn't have been running on all four, on two legs. Why not? This, this creature stood up and walked. What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, bears don't do that. Yes, they do. <laughs> I, they, I, they stand, no, they, they stand on two feet, right. but they don't run on two feet. They don't run, but they, they walk on two feet. This thing was running like a tall guy in a rubber suit. But I, I counter that with bears will bears have learned to adapt it to walk and live on two feet when their front paws get injured. Yeah. They do it all the time. There was a bear up in New Jersey that was filmed that would come around and digging people's trash cans and would walk on its back legs because its front paws had been damaged. Huh. Now, also, this thing was a mutant. True. So it might have been like... Part, part stork? Part something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, part stork. Shit. Part ostrich, who knows? Well, you never know. Exactly. But, but like I said, I, I like the effects. The story to me, I like the, 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 the concept, uh, the, the whole fact that yeah, uh-huh. polluted lake leads to you know creatures being messed up yeah you know it's entirely possible um acting for me was was decent for the time it was decent okay i actually really like this movie um and i'm going to really shock everybody i'm giving this one a fucking one you it a one i'm going one turd on oh, this i highly shit. i i just can't help it i highly recommend this movie yes there were some boring parts but the just to me it was good killing yeah you know, I, and I enjoyed it. Okay. And like I said, to me, and on the inside, when okay. I watch this movie and I hear that thing breathing like I did when I was a kid, when I was watching it a little, that, that, that's just, you know, when they're sitting there looking around the cabin and they hear the thing up there. Yeah. I mean, just, and they're like looking at it, waiting for it to move. That kind of, I mean, when I was little, it's just, 
very suspenseful. Yeah, right. now now at fifty two, it's like okay, but it was still kind of creepy to me. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going gold star one right. turd on this motherfucker. You heard that? James gives us a one, y'all. This is his, I his best of the worst. This movies. is one of my so, so far of all the movies this season so far. This yeah. has been my favorite. His favorite so far. Yep. All right. All right, cool. Well, you got a one, I got a four. So somewhere between, we might find a, uh, somebody who listens. You never know. To... But that, like I said, I think that's the farthest apart we've ever been. I think so, yeah. But, yeah. you know, and it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's my first time seeing it, so I didn't, I, I didn't see it through new, uh, nostalgic goggles. Yeah, that's true. Um, I and saw it through first-time goggles. Yeah, that's true. And th- there were parts of this movie I didn't remember. I mean, I remember the mill. Yeah. I remember the camp scene. Yeah. I rem- and then... Shoot, really not much else. I mean, most of it was like watching it for the first time for me because it had been so long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, right. I'm digging on it, man. Cool. All right, James. Well, uh, why don't you tell them where they can find us on social media and on the apps? Absolutely. You can find What to Suck podcast on fourthhand.com. Wonderful, wonderful network of awesome shows. You can also see our other project there, uh, State of Fear. It's a little more serious, a lot more uh, different different subject matter, obviously. Oh, yeah, totally different. Um, uh, you can find us on Facebook, of course, under What the Suck Podcast, and we are also on Instagram. As well. Yes, and, and I don't believe... I think that's it. And, I think uh, that's about it, bro. What about you, buddy? Is your, uh, is your Facebook friends filled up already? Damn near. All right. I'm at you? like 4,600. All right, guys. So there's like 400 <laughs> people that can join him. So where, they, where can yeah. they find you, James? If you want to follow me, I'm on Facebook under James E. Bishop III. And I am also on Instagram, which I don't believe there's a limit there. I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. think there is. I, I doubt it because they have like millions and millions there. So Yeah. So I'm on Instagram under James Bishop III. Some motherfucker took James Bishop three. So whoever they are, fuck them. We'll keep an eye on him as soon as he closes his account. We'll steal it for you. That's right. There you go. All right, guys. Well, uh, until next time, I am Chris, and I will see you at the next shit fest. And this is James. And if it ain't on what the suck, it ain't shit. Bye, y'all. Deuces. Suck on my big toe.
You've been listening to a fourth hand joint. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea.